Hi, I'm Michaela, a psychotherapist. Hi, I'm Savannah, not a psychotherapist. And this is our podcast, Hippie and a Realist. Real life conversations about life and happiness. So a little intro to today's podcast before we get started, and uh, that is the backstory on how I met Winter. So I heard about her cacao dream journeys at Leap Yoga and took a chance and decided to go down there and see what they were all about. Invited a friend and came very unprepared my first time. Um, I saw these people with like yoga mats and blankets and pillows. And I was like, Oh, I am very not prepared for, for what this is going to be about. And it was one of the most positive life-changing experiences I've ever had. And really the first introduction to using plant medicine in this kind of way. And so in this episode, we talk marijuana, we talk cacao, we talk ayahuasca, all sorts of different plant medicines. And so thanks to Winter for taking the time to meet with me and share some of her beautiful gifts and and the gifts that have been passed on to her through the elders. This is a really you're like a bit of a celebrity to me because I just, I've been so empowered by your dream journeys and everybody that I've brought or everyone that I've, that I've spoken to about it, it's literally changed their life. Yeah. So I feel so honored to get to sit with you like this. Um, it's just like incredible for me. So I'm kind of nervous actually. (laughs) Um, One of the things that, that I think is so incredible about you is like this this gift that you so willingly share, you know, I mean, I feel like it taps into your heart and soul on such a deep level. And so I'm just really inspired by that. This, this podcast is called Be You Find Happy. And it's about, uh, it's about really kind of connecting with your inner truth and, you know, just trying to, to identify with your soul purpose so that you can have happiness in this lifetime. And so I just feel like you embody that so beautifully. And so, um, why don't you, why don't you just give me the overview on who you are and we'll start from there. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Yes. My name is Winter and I, um, this kind of journey kind of started for me about five and a half years ago. So kind of that, um, spiritual journey or awakening. Um, I, I went to a Waldorf school pretty much my whole life. So that, kind of raised me in a way where nature was very familiar. So it wasn't something I had to necessarily go out and find connection to on my own. It was already um, just a lot of like brought, I was brought up with it, a lot of those aspects around. Um, But I had my years of kind of just doing the mainstream thing in college and that whole thing. Um, And then um, there was a summer that I moved off the grid really far north up in like Humboldt area. I was living on the land there. Wow. Um, really, really far out. Wow. Um, and I, I was with my, my partner at the time. And so it was just kind of like us and. Wow. Nothing. And nature. And nature. And grounding. And exactly. <laughs> and so that was when everything switched for me. Wow. And um, it just, so many of these things that I had had, like mental things or just, I don't know, insecurities or anxiety or just unhappiness these things just melted away and I saw that it was because I wasn't I mean largely because I wasn't in certain social situations Mm -hmm, or dynamics but also I was just yeah I began to tune into kind of um just like nature and like the wisdom that was there yeah 
Um, so that's really what started it. Wow. And it just really began to change my mind or like open my mind to other ways of living that were possible. And yeah. so how do you even re-immerse from, you know, <laughs> into the city? Like, okay, got it. So got I kind it. of didn't. Um, I decided to stay there. Mm. Um, and so I was there for two years. Okay. During those two years, then, so yeah, so I decided not to go back to school, which is a huge decision for me. And it was really a hard one to make. Sure. It, it wasn't, didn't feel supported by, by society or it, it there wasn't right. much backing up of like, yeah, you should do this. It was... I was like, oh no, am I going to regret this? And um, but I really, I really, really trusted, um, and and it, it. I'm so grateful. I've never, never regretted it. It's only been a forward moving path since then. Um, so a lot of like listening. Then, yeah. like you silenced yourself in such a way that you could hear what was the the path that you were supposed to take, yeah. and then trusting from that space of, I found this when I was in my most peaceful or most silent element. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I am a writer, so I journal a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was really, I was journaling each day and I was not knowing what to do. And at that point I hadn't really explored what maybe God meant to me or spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really have any opinions on it. Um, but at that point it was like, okay, I need some help from someone. What should I do? And there was no one there. And so somehow I began to ask that question out to like that bigger surrounding. Yes. And that's when immediately like things began to come. And so immediately it was like, oh, like, this is it. Some, wow. Like something's there. And for me, it was coming a lot in the form of different things through nature. So it was like, you know, like a feather came and just, just different things. And then being invited um, to, to kind of an um, indigenous ceremony, which I had never been to in my life. And it was like the first time I really put out that like prayer intention or question. And yeah. then, all of a sudden the door opened. So that was the first sign of like, you know, oh, like prayer works or power intention works mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there is a greater um, yeah. like consciousness or there's yeah, something greater and wow. Like, so, yeah. So um, some of the things I put like on my notes, but I kept, I kept coming back and yeah. because you have touched so many people that I know through mm-hmm. your dream journeys too, and they keep coming up in conversation <laughs> that I was like, Oh, I need to add that to my notes. I need to yeah. add that to my notes. And so I kind of jotted down a couple things. Um, one of them is how you talk about the gifts from the elders. And when mm-hmm. you go on these kind of spiritual journeys to these foreign countries, mm-hmm. um, one of them is your use of plant medicine. And that's really kind of, I think, coming more to a cognitive awareness for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, even just rudimentary, like talking about marijuana, I think yeah. has opened the gates for that. Yeah. Um, and obviously you use cacao in such a special way. So yeah. um, I want to circle back on that. You incorporate music and a foreign tongue mm-hmm. in your in your ceremonies, which is incredible to me. Like it just that, that piece alone is like... An, you know, just really amazing. So I love that. Um, but the big, the biggest thing is, you know, everybody says, cause I've done two or three of your dream journeys now, everybody says, and they've all been so different. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you. Yeah. Um, but what's crazy for me, and I, I don't want to go too far down my rabbit hole, but is that, um, every experience that I've had has given me signs in life if that makes sense. And so, um, I'll give you just a real brief example that this last dream journey that I did when we went to, um, we were, it was the groundwork. So spraying seeds, all of that. And I went to this, um, when I went to the screen, the screen was a bunch of women, like 
past generational women. And I talked about this in a prior podcast and they were like lifting me up and they were like encouraging me and there was no judgment and they were really positive and they were like, I'm your support. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went to a big thing in San Francisco this past weekend and it was, I, I didn't know this. I just had an address, but when I got there, it was the women's building. So just little signs yeah. like that, you know, um, it, one dream journey I took with you was the beginning of the year. And I had just done my dream board, put this beautiful owl on it, a white owl. And my sister-in-law says, what's that there for? I go, I don't know yet. I just called to me. And then I came to your dream journey and you have the owl wing. And I was just like, this is, that's crazy. So all these little messages that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be from what you do. Mm. And everybody that's done it has this journey. So Mm-hmm. When I talk to people about this, they're like, you know, when I try to explain it, they say, oh, it sounds yeah. like an acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So can you explain yeah. how it works and what it is mm-hmm. and if it's different from lucid dreaming and like, can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, my biggest answer is it's, it's the magic of life. Like really. And I, and I really believe that <laughs> because there is no special formula. There's no thing I can, you know, I don't even know what's happening for others. I can only just, um, just kind of tune in myself and, and let it come through. And I have no clue. Sometimes I'm sitting there like, I don't know if people think I'm crazy right now. Touching, <laughs> and, then, and then they do. And so that's why it's just, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's just that magic of being intentional. And then when we plug ourselves in, I mean, we're all connected to, to the earth and to the cycles of we're, we're just one of the organisms that's a part of this whole thriving metropolis it is. Exactly. <laughs> and so when we begin to really sink that into our life and to what we're doing and our thoughts and our actions mm-hmm. and we're tuning them in with the time of the year the time of the season then it they work for they work for us and not wow. against us so we're just kind of it's like synchronicity yeah wow. exactly and and it's like if there's one kind of constant hum that's just like the song of life it's like we can either harmonize with it or we can be playing whatever notes we want but if we choose to do things that work with it then those harmonies are going to create even more of a sweet beautiful sounding song wow and that is <laughs> that like needs to be a poem or something oh uh, wow that's in, yeah. that's incredible yeah. and it's so true and then you and like you said then you have this beautiful melody that mm-hmm. and so vibrationally it lifts you up yeah. even more exactly and wow. so yeah i mean yeah like the acid tripper the lucid dreaming and these are just um it's all i guess like levels of consciousness are going to different um kind of dimensions and like the more technical things i could say it's what i'm doing is shamanic journey um which is typically doesn't incorporate the music it's just somebody beating on the drum and they can kind of verbally guide you Mm -hmm. and there are different things you learn when you're trained in this and i study this in guatemala where when you're going through doorways in the journey or you're going from you know under uh, like different um levels uh-huh. this is going to different dimensions and going wow. to different places okay. so it actually is a technical thing of yeah I, in the mystical realm it's like a yeah so, so i yeah. completely understand what you're saying because yeah. i've done it so yeah. i understand what you're saying when you're talking about levels and doors, doors and things like that yeah. um and i guess for people listening it's it's kind of like tapping into another part of your mind or something exactly yeah yeah because yeah, everything really exists everything exists within us and so it's it's to to um and usually it's like our the mind part that's always on is is stopping us from accessing things so it's like mm. if we put that aside and let that be then we can really see what what else is there and so yeah. you say that um 
Yes, exactly. So much about silence, but yet there's so much there with the hum and the Mm -hmm. synchronicity. So that's just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, One of the things you mentioned, though, is typically these kind of guided meditations or whatever, you know, the shamanic journeying doesn't come with music. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's just a really unique part of you. And so, so how did you kind of come to incorporate that? And where did you learn to play the guitar like that? I mean, it's incredible. Oh, well, um, I'm music has been a part of my life. Most of my life, always singing. Mm -hmm. The guitar is something I've kind of picked up over the last few years and I've never really had lessons. I've had like two or three lessons in my life. And I, I just, it just comes from being around it and, and deciding that I really want to do it and just Mm -hmm. practicing Mm -hmm. and practicing and listening. Um, and so for me, and like most ceremonies that I do, um, music is a huge part of it. And it's a part of how it, it's a part of the facilitation process of the healing because the songs are our medicine and they're inducing certain things that can heal, that can cleanse, that can bring yes. the, the, the songs are the kind of the guide. Yes. And so I just, I don't know when I sat to these things, I mean, yeah, this is a combination of all the things I've studied that I, that I put into the journeys. So you're, you're kind of just creating your own path yeah. with what <laughs> feels right to you and exactly. what is aligning with what you believe to be the power of all of the medicines combined yeah. or in your style. And I just don't think anybody's doing that. Like I really mm-hmm. feel like, and I think that's evident by the amount your dream journeys have grown just in the time mm-hmm. I've been coming um, people want that gift. And so yeah. you say you went to Guatemala, things like that. How did, you know, these gifts of the elders, you often talk yeah. about the elders. Yeah. Um, and really when, when you're experiencing one of your dream journeys, you really feel like you're in a hut in Guatemala. You do. So talk to me about that. How do you get these messages yeah. from them? And, um, I mean, like it's just over the years of sitting in, one of the number one things I've found within studying in these kinds of ways is things are not just given to you. Like if you sign up for a class and then they're just going to teach you, you have to like really pay attention. So people can come and experience the same thing, but leave not having heard anything. It's really to pay attention and to keep showing up and listen. What are they saying? What are they telling you? What are the stories they're talking to each other about, but like that you pick up on in here. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've just heard different things being said from different elders over the years, just from that kind of thing, like secondhand, just mm-hmm. kind of paying attention. Um, I also have, um, I'm a part of a woman's um, kind of ceremony prayer down in Costa Rica. Yes, I saw some year. of that on your Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And you so got this, a new last name. Yeah, or, or a new, new name. name. New yeah. name, yes. And so this is um, really, this is where we actually just receive, the elders will, they call it palabra, which means word. They okay. they will, you will have palabras each day. So they'll sit and they'll share about different topics. And here it's related to being a woman and they'll share about their life experience, their wisdom, what's been passed to them from their lineage. So um, receiving teachings through that way. And then just as the, as the path leaves, I have some beautiful elders here in California. So I ask all my questions as, as I have my experiences, I go to them and ask. So I think two, two thoughts on that. The first is this is so lacking in America in particular. Like we don't, I don't, I don't feel like we lift up our elders or, Mm -hmm. or learn from them like they maybe do in other cultures. I really think that's missing. Um, 
And I even noticed, like I went up to visit my grandma. So my son's great grandma. So Mm -hmm. she's older. And even she wanted to share her story. You know, she Mm -hmm. wanted to tell me about growing up and things like that. But I could even see some reservation with her because that's not the norm to just open up and, and share. I asked her, I said, what do you think about the future is female? And she just kind of <laughs> turned around and walked away. Like she doesn't okay. even know how to speak yeah. about that. Like she's not allowed to have, yeah. you know, or, or verbalize what yeah. her feelings are. So I think it's so beautiful that you have these relationships with people who are kind of sharing their gifts that way. So they don't yeah. get, go lost, you yeah. know, forever. Yeah. What's the best message or gift that you ever got from, from an elder? Wow, that's big question. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I would say what comes just to mind right away um, are um, um, the altars that they are sharing with me. And not just me individually, but then with me and others who are there. Okay. Um, There are, and that it's kind of hard, like, like, I don't know, a lot of people would hear that and be like, what does that even mean? Right. Right. Um, And it's um, the altar is everything. So in a ceremony, like it's less about maybe what plant is being used or what song someone's singing, and it's actually more about the altar. And the altar, like you'll see, like I have, you know, there can be crystals or candles or whatever is on it. It's and it's not even exactly about what's on it, but it's actually the the form and the energetic shape it's holding. There's typically oh, wow. a lot of geometry in these circles, altars. and squares. it's typically not three, like it's typically three dimensional. Like it's typically like. Oh, you, so you can't see, oh, you, know, wow. you don't see it in this plane, got but it, it's, got it's it. like, um, portals in a way. And I know it's wow. not really far, far out, but, um, most everybody on this podcast is woo-woo. So, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> so and most everybody listening okay, is here for some sort of woo-woo. So you're good. Okay, you're among so, good company. So like, essentially it's like these altars that people carry that is like, they're ta- like, people will say, you know, they take care of a certain kind of altar or they take sure. care of a fireplace or they take care of. And when they wow. say that, it means like taking care of a fireplace. There's a very specific way in certain ceremonies that you make a fire. It's not just throw the wood down. It's a whole wow. way that you do certain stack kind of wood, and... stack the wood, tend to it all night. Wow. So it's it's a way of taking care of something. And this is what has been passed for generations. And this, when you set up the altar in the right way, then naturally it's going to like beam its energy out into the surroundings. And then that's what's going to hold this space. Then whatever's set in there is beautiful. Whatever's taken, whatever's sung happens but really what's holding that is the altar and who's carrying that altar is um you know whoever it's been passed to wow so for me like what i would say the biggest things are to learn or there's um two altars to me that are like have are, are my life and have changed my life and are everything to me to california that's hard to believe that so, it even exists here you know yeah. you think that it's only in these yeah. indigenous oh. tribes in these you know <laughs> but rural lands oh, there's so much here on this land of of the indigenous people and yeah it's you know it's not we don't see it every day but there's so much richness in culture and tradition so i think this is my belief we have so tuned out with all of our modern amenities and modern life and just all the static of life that we've so tuned out our ability to tap in to our intuition Mm -hmm. or our greater soul purpose and things like that because we're just busy blocking it. And so I think one of the things, um, that the dream journeys opens is if you're feeling stuck, that's a great way to kind of progress into some other area that maybe you haven't been listening to. Yeah. Um, 
for me, they're, they're, they're very spiritual experience. Like Mm -hmm. I have had a physical manifestation of tears every time. Um, I felt euphoria. And so talk to me about how, because people ask me, I say, I don't know, talk to me about how the cacao works and what the cacao does and Mm -hmm. that process. Yeah. Um, so on a more like with the body, it can be like a stimulant. It can be kind of like a similar effect to caffeine and this kind of thing. So it can increase, it increases the heart rate, um, which can kind of stimulate the body and you can get a little warm or sometimes people even sweat. And, um, but it also is inducing, um, endorphins so it can make you feel happy. This is why people talk about chocolate and being happy and oh, it feels sure. good. It's, <laughs> it's because it's of this, this effect. And so um, cacao is some derivative of the same plant. Cacao is, is what chocolate's made out of. It is so the same. It is. Okay. So chocolate, um, yeah, is from, comes from, you use cocoa powder. Cocoa mm-hmm. powder is like a more processed version of the cacao. Okay. Um, and so, so yeah, it's one, it's all the same. And it's just that when um, cacao gets, comes to the stage or comes places, it's really tested more for taste. And so in this process, it is not tested so much for the chemical components within it. Got it. So that's why like when you have cacao, it's more so medicinal, medicinal. Right? it's going to have other, it might not be about the taste, but it's just kind of like more wholesome in what it contains. Okay. Um, and so, and it's really related to the heart a lot and to opening the heart and, and feeling really good and Got softening it. and just being more connected with yourself. So you, yeah. so you, so we obviously drink you make a melted down version of the medicinal grade cacao. Yeah, yeah, I get it in um, pounds, mm-hmm. and so it comes oh, in, wow. in, um, in cacao paste. So it's like a block. And you've talked about receiving your shipment from someone <laughs> yeah. who's been there or something. Yeah, I know. So. I get all the cacao I work with is from Guatemala because that's where I learned, and I feel best to stay like that. And I'm getting it from women who I personally know who go down there, and they get it from a woman's collective and bring it to me. That's so it's not through any kind of like big. Right. It's not something. coming from Amazon. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I get my cacao from yeah. Amazon. <laughs> and like, you know, and like, that's right too, it's still cacao. Right. You know? It's just in this ceremonial space, yeah. like, like my everyday eating and my smoothie, sure. I have like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the, the cacao nibs from <laughs> yeah, my- exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah. for the ceremonies, you feel that is part of the process. Yeah. For me, yeah. it's, it's, it's about the vibration of it. Right. Right. So I don't know whose hands all this stuff has been at the store and Amazon. And like, that is like, taking away from the potency of Ooh, that vibration. Yes. So Energetic coming, like, di- like delusion or exactly. what is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. What's that word? Diluting. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I know it's there. It's <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's also about just trying to keep the vibration as pure as possible from the, from its original land where right. the medicine there is most potent and then it can travel. We can get it more directly. Right. And so yeah. are your dream journeys planned or do you kind of let it unfold or do you have a general theme how does that work yeah so I do um I do plan them um but I can't, it's hard because I can't control it because I've had it where I'm like okay I'm gonna sit and plan the journey but nothing comes so I can't I can't just force it okay got I can't it. say and then we're gonna do this and this so usually it's inspired by the time of the year what's going on what mm-hmm. are the themes in like astrology or in the seasons or mm-hmm. even politically or whatever just what's the mm-hmm. kind of overall social awareness yeah. at this time and what's going on how can we plug in mm-hmm. but always nature related to bring us back to that yeah, yeah um and then like I'll usually set a nice space and I'll sit and I and I and it comes and I so I write them down and I I receive um so I'm planning it but it's also I have to like more so I just have to be open so I can receive it 
That's beautiful. So yeah. I do a lot of workshops and, um, I, I have the same thing. Like I'll, yeah. I have a theme, like I have an idea, but yeah. I'll, I have to sit with it for a while yeah. and then be listening. And all of a sudden I'll hear a podcast or someone will say something and I'm yeah. like, Oh, that's the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. And Oh, that's what I need to be kind of connected to. Yeah. And, um, I just heard a podcast that there's procrastinators who do something right when they find out it has to be done mm-hmm. and there's procrastinators who yeah. wait till last second, but there's people in between mm-hmm. that are the most productive and powerful. And it's because mm-hmm. they know they have to do it, but they kind of let it unfold. They yeah. sit with it like you're describing and then the ideas come to them, Yeah, but they shouldn't wait too long that they don't get it done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it sounds like that's what you're describing too. Yeah. That's really funny that I just listened to that podcast and <laughs> yeah. you're saying that's how you come up with it. Um, my mother-in-law had a crazy thing. Um, it's just funny how like you're describing we're all connected, mm-hmm. but I got her a gift for Christmas. that was an astrology reading. So yeah. I know oh. that sounds super goofy. No, no, I got my mom's thing. Oh, did you? <laughs> okay. So you can relate yeah. to this. Um, and so I, how I, I should even back up from there. I was in Chicago for a work thing. Mm-hmm. totally unrelated, was walking on a path and saw something that said, vibe up yoga festival tomorrow, free, come. Grabbed a towel from the hotel room and went to this yoga festival, met this lady and got bought this this thing here. With, and it turns out that she's the astrologer, didn't my own reading with her and then bought the reading for my mother-in-law. Yeah. So this is the whole process, right? Yeah. She couldn't connect with her for literally, you know, it was like two, two months She'd been in Mexico. The other girl was traveling to Bali, like the whole thing. They finally did this reading. It was two weeks before your dream journey. And, um, I had two tickets to come to your dream journey. One was for me and one was for my husband. He finds out that a bunch of girls are going and he's all, nope, (laughs) not going to on an acid trip with a bunch of chicks, you know, kind of thing. And so literally it's an hour before your dream journey. I call my mother-in-law and I was like, Hey, do you want to come with me on this thing? And she's like, yeah, totally. So she comes and then your journey matched exactly what her astrologist told her, what you walked her through with the seeds and the underground and the cocoon and all of that matched exactly. (laughs) And she was like, I just don't even know what to say. Like, I just can't. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. And so, um, in a couple of podcasts, I'm going to be having both of them on to talk about that. So it's kind of great that you're here and that worked and it's just beautiful, but so synchronistic. And so that's what I kind of mean. And I, and so many other people, the way that you inspire them. So, so what do you think about kind of plant medicine and what people are talking about it and yeah. that it can really, they're even talking about, you know, how it can stimulate to certain levels that narcotics do and things. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about all of that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's so many different layers to what plant medicine is. Um, cause you know, we have our, our herbs that are just 
whatever our teas or medicine sage. Or <laughs> we have our like purifiers like, right. sage copal palo santo and all of these and mm-hmm. they're all plant medicines um and then we have our, our ones that are a bit more that will be more psychoactive and and um have give us journeys and things like that and would you consider marijuana in that class yes okay i would yes so I a lot of people are and, afraid of it and yeah. you know there's still a lot of like back and forth with yeah you know people that say no it's bad and this and that yeah. and now we're introducing this whole new realm of plant medicines and yeah. i think the good thing is it's created some awareness to mm-hmm. these gifts that exist in yeah. nature they're they're not yeah. processed by humans exactly it, personally it's just for me when things something grows out of the earth um i don't know how it could be a right. bad thing Right. Like it doesn't mean everything that grows out of the earth is, is good for you. There are definitely things that are, you know, right. whatever. Certain also. berries that but, we would yeah, not exactly. eat. <laughs> but um, I think it's the way that we use it and, and, and the way that we form our relationship with it. So in my experience, every plant and especially the medicinal ones, they, everything has a vibration and these medicinal plants have, um, there's a consciousness of them as you get into the more potent kind of psychoactive types of, of plants there like there's a very strong um, consciousness and energy of that plant mm-hmm. and so I, so in my experience it's about form how do you form your relationship with it and it's in the same way you would form a relationship with a person so of course you can have a toxic negative relationship that's not serving you and that is not good mm-hmm. you can also have a be- very beautiful thriving relationship um so I, I think it's I love all that. about forming the relationship. I know this is how um, my my spiritual mother sometimes mentions it, and just um, elders have talked about it. And yes, um, but yeah. that that's so true. I think that you pointed out beautifully that it's really about the relationship we create, and mm-hmm. we are in control of that. And that mm-hmm. even taps into how healthy are you as a person? Yeah. Where are you at in mm-hmm. your journey yeah. are you to a place that's safe now i gotta th- i gotta throw this out there because yeah. we've talked about it a couple prior podcasts so what do you think about ayahuasca now it terrifies <laughs> me this idea that i'm gonna spew my guts out or something yeah. but i do have some interest in it and what's funny and even my husband has mentioned some interest in it and what's funny yeah. is that i re- i heard someone say once you don't you don't look for ayahuasca it comes to you and i was like weird and it's here so that's scary too you know have you ever been afraid to try something have you ever been scared to try a plant medicine um I mean of course there's been maybe like a little nervousness about what to expect but not so much because it's it's kind of what I said it's not actually about that plant it's about the altar that's being held Okay, so it's, it's where you go. Holding it. Okay, it's about the set and the setting, and that's everything. Mm-hmm. For for sure, I mean, there are more people than not that I would never ever sit with and trust in that way to take that take me on that journey and to hold that space and that altar. Then there are places that I've been deepening with for years, and it's it's a home, it's a church, it's really it's a church, and it's um, yeah, and it's not, and you know, it's about the music, it's about so many other aspects. And also just, we hear so many things and it's just like the dream during every single ceremony, every single time you have a plant medicine, it's always going to be different. You can never expect what it's going to be. It, yeah. Any like two ceremonies can, could be drastically different. And you've had yeah. these incredible experiences of um, going to some of the original places for mm-hmm. these things. It feels really good to go to the roots and really get to know it because it's not a native plant to this, to this, to this area it's here. Yeah a lot on this continent and it's not a native plant and you can feel that and mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and we have many things here too so also yeah. just even from the just even from the very rudimentary idea of 
everything dies and goes into the soil. And mm-hmm. then from there, the seeds and the yeah. roots come up and just that kind yeah. of connectivity of all the cycles of life and everything. I could see how having the native plant would be important, Yeah, that that would be an important part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, what we're made up of is like our, our natural, it's like when we're, if we want to fight our allergies, like to have like Local honey, honey. Exactly. Yeah. you know, it's, it's because we are, we are, what we are the land talk. <laughs> yeah. And so that when we can really tap into those things that make us up and make up who we are and our physical body, it, I think it can be even more, more potent. So yeah. you would even benefit then from going back generationally to what your ancestors were yes. <laughs> tapping into that then. And I think it's really important that everyone, no matter how far you trace back, we're all indigenous to a certain place. And mm-hmm. those ways are all going to have to do with the earth and the elements and sure. plants. Before and there so, was all this. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, that longing that is happening a lot in the West is because we haven't stayed so in touch with that. We lost so it. then we're taking it from where it's easier to find rather wow. than like really searching back from what's wow. what's there that is so and, powerful and, and it's so about true that ancestor work that like so much of this work brings you back to is your lineage and your ancestors and you know there's so much trauma and pain or things in family so maybe it doesn't seem appealing to go there but sure sure i really believe that's where like the, the deep treasures are so yeah. <laughs> so beautiful so the so to really connect and tap in Maybe you have to face those yeah, those journeys exactly. you didn't want to look at the past. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because, I mean, it's it's work. You know, it's not just all like feeling great and having beautiful visions, but like there's work, there's yeah. tears, there's yes. stuff, and that's what makes it so um, real. Real, and when you have like the that's when you have those breakthroughs and just really, yeah. One of the things that's been coming through really loudly for me is um, that the people that I'm supposed to align with. Mm-hmm. will present and they, and it won't be forced. It will be a very easy process. And mm-hmm. that's been so incredible for me to see, but I feel like people that are on a different vibrational journey are able to kind of rise above that noise and connect in, in these ways. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't, like you said, I, I had, I've had experiences in my dream journeys that have been painful mm-hmm. because of the realization that some of what exists in my life isn't necessarily serving me and that comes out in those in that way too Mm -hmm. but I love that in the end you always close it in such a way you don't leave anybody's heart open Mm. which I really love you you close it in a way that feels safe and I think that's really powerful yeah and that's I mean and that's just because I've learned you know like the container and who's holding it and the safety that is number one regardless of what's being done once you're in that container. Number one is that that it's safe. And one of the biggest rules when sh- doing shamanic journeys, you, if you take people out, you have to bring them back. You have to bring them through all the same doorways. You have to bring them back because otherwise... You're, and they know it. Yeah, if you, you don't, <laughs> they're like, no, yeah, I went through this first. <laughs> exactly. The, yeah. And, so, and to really, yeah. And, and I'm so inspired by my own journeys, my own times. And so, and I have enough, enough of that experience to kind of get um just to kind of like know um yeah how to stimulate certain things how to stimulate you know some songs are meant to to stimulate discomfort because it will show what arises in that state sure. so that we can see it and then of course like the sweet song will come to soothe it yes like it's, you do it's that <laughs> you do do that i know yeah. yes and so um yeah but it's really about finding like our, our essence beneath like a few years ago i had this realization about this um 
this flower, it was just kind of a metaphor for me, but it worked as like my prayer for a year of like, okay, so we have this flower and we see all the external petals, but what is really at the center? And how can we peel back these petals and really get into that, that, that center? The growth exactly. part, the growth center. Yeah. And so it's, um, so yeah, these dream journeys are kind of like inspired to help people begin to peel back those external layers and like the, really see what's yes. sitting right there. Yes. And yeah. they do, they do. And, th- and these rooms um, were, so we're sitting at leap yoga in Folsom mm-hmm. where you do one of the dream journeys and it seems like your place is, is equally important, but mm-hmm. here, um, we we're crammed in like sardines just because it's d- when you're in the j- journey, you mm-hmm. feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. I don't notice anybody in the space around me, but mm-hmm. energetically I feel everybody yeah. in the space. It's, yeah. it's really a trip. It's really yeah. weird. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So how do you pick the places that you, um, and how are you growing this, yeah. this gift? Cause I'm sure for you, just even hearing you talk, the authenticity of it and mm. all of that's so important, yes. but I'm sure there's going to come a time and I will <laughs> put it in this podcast right now that that big festival in Costa Rica is going to call <laughs> you to do a dream journey. I know yeah. it. Yeah, well, I mean, I've done it. So where I live on our land, we have a bit of a kind of retreat center community that we're growing. It's called the Confluence. And so I, um, I, I have done them. I've done them there. Um, and I've done them for a yoga teacher training nearby in my area, just mm-hmm. to kind of give them that taste. Um, but this is pretty much the only place I've been doing them. And this is like my primary place because it, I needed to really... It's only been since June and I needed to really get it a good grounding and see what it is. And yeah. now it's becoming something. And so I'm getting a bit, it's like, it's teaching me. Yes. It's, it's introducing itself to me. And so I'm like, okay, it's like this altar is teaching me how I can hold it and carry it. Yes. Yes. Um, so is yeah. your, is your April one sold out already? No, it shouldn't be. I'm, I'd be purpose. surprised. I've, <laughs> so this podcast will come out either next Wednesday or the Wednesday after. Okay, so it'll be perfect. right before so, yeah. the dream journey. Yeah. Cause I know, um, most of the listeners are, you know, in the, in the Sacramento oh, area. Okay. I have some San Diego and some in England and what Bangladesh, yeah. whatever, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like most of them yeah. are from here and I'm sure that after hearing this, they're going to want yeah. to explore. Well, yeah. if they listen to this and it meant something or yes. if they felt something, then they'll probably want more. So where, yeah. where can they go? How do they sign up? What, how do they do that? Um, so on the leap website, which I think is leap.net, I believe, um, they're under the kind of workshop or event place. It will be posted. I think as it comes up on, like, when you just go straight to that page, it's right there. Okay. On Facebook is where a lot of the stuff is happening. It's on my personal Facebook. I'm always posting. Leap has a Facebook page. They're always posting. And okay. I also have a monthly newsletter. This, um, people need to, I need to have their email address. But I send out a monthly newsletter. So this will always um, include those details and all the links to get tickets. So I have some. to tell you that two times during this whole thing, because I'm yeah. tapped into this, The first time was when you were talking about the creation of the altars. And the second time is now, as you're talking about professional recording, the sun came out and lit this room up. So I don't, I don't know what that means, (laughs) but I'm like super aware of that. that. This is, I love seeing this level, this awareness, like this is, this is it, you know, this is what it is. It's noticing those little things. Yes. Like that's what the dreams are based on. It's just this extra attunement to nature. Yes. Having that antenna is like. 
Yeah, I like that, like a little butterfly. But if there's anything that's important to you to share, the listeners can click in the links below. So if there's anything you want them to read or anything, you can just email me those. This is about plant medicine or this is about whatever. Cacao, whatever. Yeah. Um, So I have to ask you though, because we're asking all guests on the podcast. And you're number two, by the way. (laughs) Um, But I fully expect that when you are at the festival in Costa Rica, that I will have you back on the podcast. (laughs) Um, So how do you be you find happy? I know it's Mm. it's a big question. You can take a second. (laughs) How do I be you find happy? I or what does that mean to you? Essentially, I am creating my life. I'm manifesting my reality and I'm living my bliss. And so I tap in to my heart, to my womb, to just to all my centers. I tap in and discover what it is that I want, to what what it where is my joy, what sparks that energy in me that lifts up and wants to be expressed. And and then I have that as a vision. I hold that really as a vision. And then it's like, okay, so that's what's going to happen. And and then and believing that and putting it out there. And then I watch it unfold. But it's about like what I said with these antennas. But because some things might happen, but a lot of people might miss them because you have to pay attention to every little detail. So for me, it's um, I would say I guess the biggest thing is trust. I trust that that I can live exactly the life that I want to. And so I do it. <laughs> and that makes me happy. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so for people that are listening that are like, well, that's really beautiful, yeah, but right. how do I do that? Like how, how would you invite them mm-hmm. to tap into what you believe we all have? I believe yeah. we all have. How, yeah. how do you, how would you encourage somebody to maybe yeah. do that? Um, Where do they start? Come to a dream journey. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, just different things. I would say to notice, especially actually things in childhood. When we're children, like I know myself, I was always like, oh, one day I'll do that. Or when I'm growing up, I want to do that. These little things have something in them. What did we want to do that maybe we didn't do and why? Because in our childhood state, it's an innocence. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have the mind then saying like, oh, you can't do that. Like we do when we're old. Like financially, that won't work. Exactly. (laughs) Whatever. So that is helpful to remember what were our callings back then. And, um, and so, yeah, like to really explore. And for me, it's a lot personal practice. So every morning I, I have a kind of a routine where I'll sit down in front of my altar and I'll just either write or play music or whatever it is, even if it's just sitting there for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I would say to, to cultivate some form of, of sacred space, whatever that means, just each day to to have a yeah a sadhana like in yoga practice mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that can look like anything but just taking that time to to give to yourself yeah yeah and then when you continue to repeat that and come, it's like you're meeting yourself so when you continue to meet yourself then yourself begins to show, show up to you <laughs> and show you what it wants and then you can have more contact or awareness to what you like or what you would like to try or or what needs to be changed or what wants to come through. I love it. Yeah. Love it. And I, and I love what you said, how you described your be you find happy is so perfect. So beautiful. Absolute perfection. Just, just, and I, I think you really exude this every time that I've been in your presence Mm -hmm. is really just walking in such an authentic way. Um, Mm -hmm. what you are is so pure and that Mm -hmm. it's just rare these days. It's just really is, you know, I think everyone's 
trying to be something or someone without just being. Yeah. And you're killing it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank you for being willing to do this today. No, I know I just kind of like reached out to you no, randomly. It's, it's a pleasure. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're here and um I'm glad to share this gift in this way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't I don't know. I want I want you I want your antennas to be heard and felt from uh, all over because I really feel like um you just offer such a cool thing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And something I, I wanna add because it's a lot about of course these journeys are a lot about our our personal process like we're talking about everyone comes in but you go on your own journey but something that to me is so important is also about the this feeling of family of of spiritual family or whatever and community yes and that we're not doing our we're doing our own healing but we're not doing it alone i love that i love that that's where it's like yes you can have your personal practice every day which is so good and then to integrate where you come in these spaces to do it together. Together, yes. So. And and not to be afraid yeah. that it's beautiful. And because mm-hmm. I, I think um, I've heard, well, I'm afraid what people are going to think of me. Yeah. And, it's, and, and that makes me sad or hurt a little bit because mm-hmm. nobody there is judging you. And you have, and anything that you would feel from judgment can greatly be overcome by the gifts you receive from the experience. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But yeah, that. To, to do our, we do our work and we can do our work together is yes. like a big one. Yes, and we can. Yeah. And I think the more that we deepen with our personal um, connection with who we are, then there's more confidence in it. So then there's less of that fear of what others think. At least that's yes. for me. Yes. So Same. Yes. Hopefully that can, yeah, ripple out. Like yeah. the, like the rock in the pond. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what else? I just want to say to add to that for what you were talking about, um, music and how you do sing in a foreign mm-hmm. language a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I think that really removes that. It just opens up. It opens it up to a place where everybody's on the same level. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like through the, through the music, we're all in the same energetic space or something. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe. Yeah, the songs are really, the songs are like the most, I would say, probably like channeled part of the whole experience. Like they're really strong en- energies themselves and um, and they're always re- relevant with the journey, but people don't always understand. Like, so right. you would understand the words, like it's usually it's really It's about relevant. it, yeah. Like but, uh, you're, yeah. you're singing about Mother Earth yeah, or exactly. whatever. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the music is just such a universal language. It is, it is. It's nice if people don't understand because then they can really receive the like vibrations of it without exactly. getting into the intellectual mind of like, yes. oh, this word means this or, or whatever. And so did you learn so, all the songs that you perform or are, or, um, and I say perform, yeah, but that you share or did you write them? Or? Um, a lot of them I've written. So wow. a lot of them are mine. And then a lot of them are also, I, cause I rotate so much with, with the journey. So yeah, I have, I have a handful of my own songs, probably like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a lot of songs I've picked up over the years throughout my journeys and travels. And That's just yeah. so much to like do and remember and be <laughs> holding in the way of space, mm-hmm. you know? So I work as a psychotherapist and, and sometimes even just having a family in my office yeah. is like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's all this space to hold for yeah. all these different emotions and people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and your, your dream journeys have had 50 people, I think probably, yeah, or something, yeah. you know, like you had a lot of space to hold. How do you yeah. clear before and how do you clear after? How do you? Yeah, well, this has been actually my biggest teacher with this, like this journey. The last one I successfully navigated, the one before that, I, I didn't. And it taught me like, wow, I need to accept help. 
Right. <laughs> and that was a big lesson. And so the next one, I really accepted a lot of help and it made the biggest difference. And I was so charged up and energized afterwards. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am with like the plants, like sage or um, Palo Palo Santo. Santo or cedar, cedar a lot. And every day, every morning, I start my day by that, by, by smudging myself. So every Perfect. day is yeah. clear. And then, of course, in these spaces, I do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and like to wash your hands. And just yeah. to also um, know when I have my, like, just like to know my when I have my, like, energetic shield, shield up. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, deflecting. Because I, I do like, right. absorb and enjoy. Right. But there's, like, a certain, Walk. A certain yeah. layer just for, like, protection in a way. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, and you are very specific with your space that's that is in front of you and when mm-hmm. you're doing the dream journeys. Imagine yeah. that's all thought out. Um, with the altar there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean this I, I don't know, I just kind of bring whatever, but like yeah, <laughs> then I it's all about yeah, getting things like lined up because for me it's like crooked altar, crooked experience. <laughs> so like really yeah. it's like what it goes back to what I was saying. It's all it's like these altars are based on geometry and on the vibration and it's like sure. when you see um yeah, like even shapes, like like in singing bowls. If a singing bowl is not like a perfect circle, it's not going to have that kind of tone. That tone, right. So it's the same thing. It's like the tone of the altar. So the more like geometrically aligned it can be, the more it's going to like put out that vibration. So, so. I have to I have <laughs> yeah. to end on a funny story okay. on that because this is so hysterical. So I um I teach yoga as a sub occasionally. Okay. I got certified last year, and um so I was teaching. I was subbing a class. Didn't bring my own bag. And was like, oh crap, all they have is this one singing bowl that somebody left behind. And so, you know, everybody's laying in, in Savasana and at the very end, and I, I'd never used this thing. And I yeah. literally like, donk. <laughs> I was like, oh no, there it goes. You know, like, I just, I really, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that just happened. But it just expressed the importance of like that the sound, the ohm that is even yeah. created by the final and yeah. just all of it. And I was like, I just really screwed up everybody's. <laughs> like, they probably didn't think of yeah. it like that, but you know, it, it is, there is something there to that. And yeah. it, honest, honestly, it was probably my nervousness of mm-hmm. using the bowl that came out. It was, yeah. you know, it wasn't the bowl's fault. Yeah. Obviously it's fully capable. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, every detail is so like so important. And that's really what I find is how we, and really just like, yeah, live our, live our happy and be, and all of that is when we pay attention to, when we put a prayer out, we can't just throw it out and then like forget about it and be like, well, why didn't it happen? It's like, right, right. this is the metaphor of like planting the seed, but in order to grow that plant and get the fruit from it, you have to water it each day and weed and right, to it. Right, right. It so, yes. Yeah. All of the music in this episode was brought to you by the super talented Winter Jendai. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out our links. Bye bye.